0: Welcome back to our deeper dive into technology and specifically what we've called a gospel thread in a digital labyrinth. And so we've had a great three-part conversation just kind of exploring more of this topic and really excited to have you back, John, for what's kind of the continuation of that conversation. I think we saw the opportunity to kind of extend it a little further to really to kind of take a deeper dive into something that has, I think I said in the last episode at the tail end, it really has kind of taken our culture and the world by storm. Artificial intelligence, it's AI or augmented intelligence is how some people will refer to it, mm-hmm. which is still AI. Sure. It's it's what everybody, it seems, is talking about. So you are the co-owner and creative director. mm-hmm of Maze Creative. So it's a creative agency. So you're in the marketplace, you're working with clients, working with customers, and are certainly involved in, very much involved in the church ministry here at Perimeter. I represent the church staff, church ministry perspective. And so what I hope comes out in our conversation is really two, two perspectives that aren't necessarily on ends of a spectrum, but just, you know, because of our occupations, because of the work that we do, we each kind of have a, a lens on AI specifically, and so that's something that I'd love to flesh out in our in our conversation. That I hope will be intriguing to our listeners and viewers, but certainly thought provoking.
1: Yes, this is a such a, a timely conversation. Even this morning, there's congressional hearings on getting the government involved in oversight on, on technology. And you see are probably familiar with some of the biggest tech innovators out there kind of coming together in a coalition to, you know, urge government or some type of overseeing body to regulate the development, the usage of, of artificial intelligence. So it couldn't be a more timely mm. conversation. And I think it's important with that to never be overly optimistic or ever overly pessimistic about technology and, in really any form artificial intelligence included and i say that because i'm probably on more on the optimistic side of all things technology and uh, artificial intelligence and particularly in in my line of work i built this 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 formula that helps my me and my team stay in check and serving our clients and I call it the urgency equation and uh, and I make the case that the best way to show care to a customer that is receiving services from you especially recurring services proving that you know I, that I care about you is to the degree in which I can do something of high quality and very quickly and that's been a a Kind of a formula that's worked for for our business and so when i hear artificial intelligence and i i get excited about how we can we can be efficient and i'll lay out the formula for you the our urgency equation assuming that care equals urgency is urgency is a function of action plus efficiency plus focus measured over time so how we continue to produce action you know and, and steps forward to a goal how What tools we're using efficiency and, and how we're using those in, in the right circumstances in the right way and how, how skilled we are at using those. And then focus what we're choosing not to do versus what we're choosing to do in, in a sequence of time is going to produce value, which can impact the bottom line for corporations. So we've proven this, at least in our our business to, to be a, a value add to profit driven companies, purpose driven companies. And so I hear artificial intelligence as a as a tool to do things more quickly and, and efficiently to drive a profitable outcome. And so that excites me. I think I see that as a way in which we can gather data for our clients in a more efficient, real-time manner. A lot of what we do is is real-time iteration. We call it kind of rapid prototyping. Like, let's get to a, a minimum viable product as quickly as we can and then iterate on it until it becomes better and better and better, especially in a kind of rapid advertisement environment where we've got to see the data change, see the data change, pivot until, you know, we run a campaign that that yields the results we want it to yield. And so artificial intelligence can be a super charger uh, in terms of r- gathering r- real-time information in a very you know, um, broad way and synthesizing that and being able to do things quickly based on that. And so I, I'm optimistic in that way that artificial intelligence can can be a tool. I'll share this really quick, funny Meme. We're in the in the design space, the creative space, and you know, there's some there's some folks out there that would say, "Oh my goodness, is artificial intelligence going to take my job away as a graphic designer?" I
0: was just getting ready to ask you, like, you know, yep. your perspective on that. So,
1: well, uh, the meme. I think it's funny because it's true, at least as, as far as we know. The meme basically said, "Is AI coming for my job as a graphic designer?" And then the the response was, well, that would mean that the client would know how to ask the designer or the artificial intelligence exactly what it wants. (laughs) Our jobs are safe. (laughs) And so we get a kick out of that. But I think on the flip side, you know, being overly dependent on technology can can rob us of understanding the process. And I think that if we become too dependent on, on technology, that is in some ways, I would argue, idolizing technology and then putting that in a place where it should not exist. And uh, you know, there, there's danger to, to letting artificial intelligence replace that which God has bestowed on, mm. on on the human heart, which is our ability to think like he thinks, to behave like he behaves. And I don't think artificial intelligence can replicate that. And I think also the fallacy in some of my thinking might be Artificial intelligence is way more capable and and advanced. And I think we we can really wrap our heads around. And I think this is where this kind of coalition of tech leaders is. is they're getting at, wow, this is really light years ahead of, of what we think it can do. And I think a fallacy is thinking that we are on par with artificial intelligence. I think it's so... Far ahead of us, and I think what we're experiencing now with the volume of interest in AI is kind of a lag effect. And now we're just getting the everybody like, oh my gosh, Chat GPT. We're having to train human the human brain on how to ask mm. artificial intelligence prompt the, engineering the, the, yeah. Yeah, prompt yeah. engineering to quit you know to fully utilize the capabilities of AI. And this is just the early parts of AI. We're going to you know see it compounding. That's kind of my optimism on it to help. Us as as agencies serve our customers better, and to be able to use it and steward it wisely. But there is a danger.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, I think you know when we think about the grid, just the reality. And so, I think you've kind of even laid out here. Here's the reality of of AI. You know, as we know it now, Mm -hmm. knowing this is early, early iterations of it. All the tools built on AI will become faster, more efficient. Yeah, and I'll say that is something I said a little bit
1: in in an earlier episode, which is in Genesis, you know, God gave man and woman the the stewardship of the opportunity of stewarding or the mandate, I should, the creation mandate, which is to go out and to, to cultivate and to steward that which God has created for his glory. And I think that that extends to technology and artificial intelligence. But I'd love to ask you, Josh, you know, from an outsider looking in, I'm in the the business space. I look through the business lens mm-hmm. almost 24 seven. I'm curious to hear from like inside the church. What's the conversation like? What are the, you know, who's what are the cages being rattled? Mm-hmm. If you want to call call sure. it that, what's the optimism? What's the pessimism? I'm curious.
0: Yeah, thank you for asking that, John. So, as the communications director here for Perimeter Church, I am responsible for a lot of the the ways that we move into and use technology and you know some digital content digital tools we're blessed to be a large church with a lot of resources that just put us in a position to kind of explore new best practices and to try some tools. We don't want to a hundred percent just embrace for the sake of, Hey, it's new. Let's find a way to use it. But we also don't want to reject it from a position of, Hey, it's new. It's gotta be bad. And we're seeing some bad uses of it. So I, I believe that there is a middle way that there's a third way. That's probably a much healthier way for us when it comes to AI, I see the potential when it comes to writing and editing copy so specifically editing copy i do see you know the potential there there are tools out there already so you know we're recording this as a podcast so ai tools that can just make quick work of editing down a, a podcast mm-hmm. and so as somebody who has edited plenty of video and i'm sure you can relate mm-hmm. you know that's a very time consuming process and eventually you kind of learn to love it but you know there are definitely there are tools out there now that can just, you know, really quickly take your content, edit it down and the deliverable is something that is a really awesome deliverable that that we feel good about. So I was actually listening to another podcast recently by a leading thought expert when it comes to technology in the church and, you know, how the church should think about new tools and, you know, best practices. So Interestingly, he was talking specifically about AI and chat GPT. So I'm imagining most of our listeners, viewers are, are you know, they've heard chat GPT mm-hmm. and more and more people seem to have, you know, figured out a way to use it or kind of experiment with it. The question was, how can the church use chat GPT? Mm-hmm. And he actually had some really, really solid advice, really healthy advice, I thought, which was specifically when we're thinking about, you know, Copywriting and copy editing. We need to be very aware and very cautious that AI has a bias. Mm-hmm. So perimeter is within the Presbyterian Church in the in America. So PCA denomination. So like every denomination, you know, we have theological beliefs and doctrines that we stand on, and we can't expect an AI to you know, now maybe there's content out there that it can sift through and kind of say, okay, based on content that's out there, here's what the PCA believes. But AI is not going to be able to filter that and interpret that or really execute and apply that Mm. the way that a person would. A lot of the discussions we have are, hey, what's a healthy use of, maybe it's not chat GPT, maybe it's another AI tool that is able to take content that you provide it, And so for instance, you know, if I provided 600 words, can it give me a 300 word version of that content or can Mm -hmm. it take um, a long form content, a 45 minute video script, can it edit it down to a bullet pointed list of takeaways? And you know, what's really impressive to me is that there are tools out there that are doing that and they're doing that well. Mm -hmm. I don't think that takes us as human beings out of the driver's seat of editing that content. So I think there's, you know, even with all of the potential that AI offers in the way of efficiency and taking tasks that have historically taken a lot more time and now expediting that and and producing a deliverable that is really well-written or well-organized, we still have a responsibility to make sure that that content is on point, that it's appropriate, that it reflects our values, who we are, how we would describe ourselves. When it comes to spiritual practice, I don't feel comfortable with AI recommending or informing spiritual practice. So how do we apply the truth of God's word when it comes to kind of summarizing theology or teaching theology i think we in the church would shy away from relying heavily on ai to generate content about our theology or about spiritual practice now i think if if we have content creators you know human beings in the church that are producing content and you know we do a lot of that here at There's a lot of gifted teachers here who write a lot of content in addition to the sermons and, you know, the pastors who preach on Sunday. There are healthy uses of AI to take big chunks of content that are being generated by human beings. And is there a way that we might organize it differently for another format, for another space? So to take a sermon and edit it down to shorter form clips or to take... What would be maybe a chapter and summarize that into kind of a one page summary? Those are kind of the areas where we're looking at the possibility of of AI providing really a redemptive um, hmm. a redemptive service alongside people that are actively editing and informing that content, just because so much of our content, it's built on theological doctrinal foundations and it's built on spiritual practice does that make sense
1: yeah it's almost like artificial intelligence can act as somewhat of a curator mm-hmm. or kind of a an engine if you will to to make gospel opportunities more readily available sure you know whereas like if i'm seeing an opportunity to lean in as as the church into a particular conversation and i know as a church that i've got eight or 10 sermons that have been transcribed somewhere somehow and want to synthesize something into, you know, a content or platform friendly word character limitation. This could be an engine Mm -hmm. in order to take that content, put it together, tweak it in a way in such that it's not, you know, plagiarizing anything. It's more just taking what currently
0: exists, form fitting it into a way that you can put out there in a very timely way. That's a great example because I think of, you know, a human being would do that to be able to, you know, have someone who could go and do that and know that that's going to take them X amount of time. It's going to be a lot of time to have a tool that can do the same task in a much shorter, almost, you know, instant amount of time that can be a redemptive use of AI. Mm -hmm. We recently had Kelly Capic come and speak to our staff on the topic of work and, and being at peace with our creaturely status. You know, we're creatures, Mm -hmm. we're finite, we're not infinite. We can't just tap this infinite source of energy. And so God made us that way. And one of the points that he made is the process of our work or the process of, you know, the art we create, God is a God of process Mm. and the process is as much a part of the outcome as the, the outcome itself. So the way I've found it to be helpful for me is ultimately, you know, AI is saving time. Mm -hmm. It's saving time for something. So all that time that it's saving, we get to do something else with that time. So ai tools could ultimately just be time reducers and that's great but you know it could also be a a time redeemer Mm. so you know the to me time reduction is good but there are some things where you know the process itself takes time Mm -hmm. that's a good use of time and i don't want to shortcut that because it would ultimately rob someone of something that would have been gained in the process Mm -hmm. but as a time redeemer i think about ai tools as doing something that frees up that human being to do something that only that human being should do or to experience something in the process that that human being was created to experience Mm -hmm. and there's something to be gained in that that's kind of where my thought has been at as we've Explored and, and had conversations around AI, AI tools, and what it could do, what it should do, what it shouldn't do, within church ministry. Sure, yeah, and I think that I think we're we're sensing a common
1: maybe danger is not the right word, but just a hesitancy. That's good to to be somewhat skeptical of of things like artificial intelligence. And I I think one of the biggest things for me is for just from a spiritual sense, is not turning a blind eye to the past. In two ways I say that is, we don't want to turn a blind eye to the past to kind of forsake what innovations lie ahead because of artificial intelligence. Maybe the cure for cancer is, sure. is in that in, in, in some shape or form, but also the Tower of Babel. Mm and wanting to be God, wanted to be bigger than God. What, what are the kind of qualities of God? He's omniscient. He's all knowing he's omnipotent. And this, this notion of like, is there a way in a reality somewhere in the future where I can know all things mm. <laughs> at once, you know, in, in some ways, like if in the right technology, I can be all in all places or, or in some shape or form, if that's even conceivable, but that leads us down a road where we can try to replace God. Mm-hmm. In some ways, we're, we're already kind of doing that with technology, and it's in its, you know, not so great forms. But I think of AI as getting us kind of in that Tower of Babel, clo- or at least closer to that. I wouldn't right. say like, oh, now it's artificial intelligence that's the one thing we've got a buck against. But in some shape or forms where, you know, it's a time redeemer. I, I'm a hundred percent for that. Like a time back to us is time, you know, spent somewhere else. But there is a sense in me that is like, Ooh, are we, you know, looking what's going on with Neuralink? What's, you know, lies ahead there. If if, for those who don't know, like, will there be chips in our heads Mm. that will give us a, heads-up display of kind of real-time information of, you know, all sorts of different things. I'm kind of going into the minority report, <laughs> Terminator, <Good> like, reference. <laughs> you know, going into kind of a, like a dystopian future reality, but, and I don't necessarily want to go full force there, but it's kind of scary that's where we're, we're kind of going with this thing autonomous vehicles like mm-hmm. all these things are enabled and powered by ai right yeah, i think
0: so there was uh, someone in the business space who was answering one of these kind of q a's on social media so it was one of these shorts and i happened to watch and his perspective on ai i thought was really helpful it was Every innovation that has just completely transformed the, the business landscape, the cultural landscape, there is a healthy dose of skepticism. There are voices that say, okay, this is the one thing that's going to drive us off the cliff, right? This, this is it. This is the end of humanity as we know it. There's always a humanity that finds a way to like turn the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to go over the cliff. We're going right. to turn this way. Now we're not going over the cliff anymore. We found a healthier way to go. And so I feel like we're still so early in this that we just don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. I think about the automobile and how that just completely transformed the way we do life. And so even the way we have meetings now, you know, it's assuming access to a vehicle that's going to get me from here to there 15 miles away in a relatively short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So it has changed the world as we know it the internet has done the same thing and so to be able to have you know meetings with people digitally i don't have to be in the same room Mm -hmm. or now we all have zoom fatigue but you know the fact that that's possible decades ago you know would we have anticipated that would we have anticipated what innovative technologies in the digital space would have made possible to get us through a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I think there are some worst case scenarios that we can absolutely envision. And you know, cinema has done a great job of helping, you know, provide some caution into what could happen if we just, you know, abandon everything to artificial intelligence. But I think in the process, we'll discover a way to leverage AI and to use it as a tool and to harness its potential without giving up our humanity in the process. And I think, you know, we'll find a balance. And that's, I think, the responsibility of Christians who are engaging in the space who and in, 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 who are in businesses that are having to think about what does AI mean for my industry? How is it going to change my job, affect my My industry, my career. And I know a lot of people are are asking those questions now. But I think, as part of that conversation, as part of those questions, you know, it's important to what we've said in the past several episodes, you know, survey the reality around us, really consider our responsibility first and foremost as ambassadors of Christ and representatives, you know, his image bearers in the world. And then also look at the redemption opportunity. Mm-hmm. And don't be so focused on the, the dark places, you know, that, that could be a reality that we forget or dismiss the ways in which light can shine in darkness and where we can have a very redemptive presence and witness in the world using AI tools. Mm.
1: One of the things I, I think AI can can help us do is is learn more about our God and in very unique and way in ways which we don't even know yet I think about the verse how unsearchable are his ways and and his goodness and to know that as far as technology can take us and artificial intelligence could take us our God is still going to be unsearchable mm-hmm. in in his glory and and his intelligence is never going to be you know, surpassed by anything made by man. So while it might be a little bit intimidating at first, it's comforting to know that the, the assurance we have is, as followers of Jesus that, you know, there's nothing that can rival our God. So that's, that's always a good thing, as much as I like to think about the T-1000s coming down the street. <laughs> nice. But anyways, I think it's comforting. i also know that there are folks... I mean, I know for for me that I look at AI with a optimist with optimism in the sense that I look forward to ways in which creators like I know you love photography and mm. the art of film and, and things like that. Much like me, I I look forward to seeing how that can enable just new untapped frontiers of uh, artistic expression. Like there can be a oh my goodness, is it going to take my job? But I think, and I would I would predict. That there are ways in which we can use artificial intelligence to magnify our creator by just being creative, like mm. he's created us to be. I use creative three times in one sentence. That's a good word, though. Try to top that. <laughs> I won't try. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, no, to land that. But you know, I think they're they you know we have the freedom to at least I, I feel that freedom as a as a business owner and a creator to to look forward to
0: to seeing what artificial intelligence can unlock yeah. versus what it will prohibit so this has been a fascinating conversation john really appreciate you being part of this and just your perspective and again just for the the resource that you've crafted as a reminder you can find that at gospelthread.org that's the framework that we've used in, in this conversation. So we don't want anybody to walk away from it thinking that we recommended a specific use of AI or not uh, a way not to use AI. I think, You know, our hope would be that listeners and viewers would just have a sense of how we can use, you know, that framework approaching a topic like AI. It's it's a new innovative technology. It's part of the digital landscape. It's the reality. We have a responsibility and there is a redemption opportunity to be had. So, again, thank you, John. I really value just all of your thoughts and and what you've done in this resource. So, please download it and thank you for engaging in this discussion and and tracking with us through every step of the way.